Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook. The Montreal Canadiens have been sensed. Welcome back to Game Over Ottawa, everyone. I'm Maud, joined by co-host Charlie, and today we have a special guest from Game Over, Game Over Montreal. It's a little bit of an SDPN crossover here tonight. We have Mark Dumont with us. How are you doing tonight? I can't complain. I actually, you know what? I, I love Sens games because there's intensity no matter what, and the Sens will play well no matter what. Now the roles are reversed. The bad Habs are playing up to their, you know, playing better, but uh, always a fun time when playing the Senators. Mm-hmm. And how are you doing tonight, Charlie? I think uh, joining us from across the pond now, eh? Yeah, first uh, game over episode coming from Leicester, England. Uh, I so uh, full disclosure, guys. I I I I slept through the first two periods ah. because I just you know uh, I was up for nearly thirty hours. But I do have some fake notes that I wrote for the first two periods <laughs> just to see. If, if I'm anywhere close. So um, let me go right into those if, you, if, if you're if sure. right with that. Wait, wait, Mars. hold on. Is Lester? That's how you say it? So I lived in Gloss Lester my whole life, like when I was in Ottawa. Is that is that how you no, say the no. word? No, no, like Gloucester. Then, like, that's the right way to say like it, right? Gloucester over, yeah. Okay. Yeah, like Lester, yeah. So, okay, okay. Anyway, <laughs> um, from across the pond, here are my notes uh, from the first two periods that I did not watch. So, um, first of all, I think it's really cool how the Sens tried to sneak Wade Redden under the ice in warm-ups. Um, kind of a bummer that uh, he was caught so quickly, but that could have been fun. Um, <laughs> that happened. That was the, the first then, yeah, yeah. Uh, How did you yeah. guess that one? <laughs> that was wow, pretty right? solid. Nice. Okay. And then I was also a little shocked by Brady Kachuk starting a Where's Cock and Yemi chant, which, like, I mean, you know, kind of funny, kind of questionable, but either way. And then I think the weirdest thing was uh, was Claude Giroux revealing in his intermission interview that uh, his pregame protein shake is just blended up, puts in with a uh, boiled chicken breast, just like right in there. Like, I think that rightfully created a lot of uh, disgust on Twitter. But, that, that's um, that's know, props, a French Canadian heritage thing, though. So we have yeah, to be pretty sensitive about props, that. And I mean, props to Claude for, for being we all have family that, recipes so. that go down yeah. to our. Yeah. Yeah. So that, that's yeah. legit. I will say that's legit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah how do you feel about that? Uh, that recipe there, Mark? How does that sound to you? Well, you know what's funny? When I'm in Montreal, and I we're going to talk about the game, I swear, but I maintain that the best poutines that you can get are actually in Ottawa, okay? And mm-hmm. they lose their minds in Montreal. Well, you say anything's better, like you say shawarma's better in Ottawa, and they're like, absolutely not. Like, no, no, your shawarma's bad here. Like, Ooh. they don't got pickles. They don't go for the crispy bits. Their salad is, is um, how do you say it? It's, it's not actually a salad. It's like... um. What do you get at Saint Sebastian? There, creamy or or <laughs> oh, the, like the creamy coleslaw type. Yes, right? coleslaw. They yeah, use coleslaw. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I, I know I'm already in shawarma right now. I'm getting upset about it, but so hey, man, I got no here, problem with that. I got I put, I put Ottawa shawarma in my application. Oh, oh so, God! Like, <laughs> like I, I, I do pilgr- pilgrimages to 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 palace, right? Like I used to live right on Besser, so I'd wake up and like mm, get that oh, in there. Yeah. But the the poutine is bad in Montreal, believe it or not. Oh, but God. that's because there's no chip trucks. So you all know, if you're in Ottawa, the best poutine comes from chip trucks. The best is Frito Mania in Orleans on St. Joseph. But there's hardly any of those here. So believe it or not, I get my poutine out of town. And please don't ever air this in Montreal because I will get kicked out. Like, immediately. You can't say this on Game Over Montreal. You had to save it for our show. Exactly. Exactly. Like, Mom, mom I'm coming home. You know, like, this, this, was, this was my official quitting. But, uh, yeah, no, it's funny. We, we, it became my whole thing that I was a Putsin guy, and I let that slip once on the air with the Habs. I'm like, yeah, but I don't like the Putsins here. And I legitimately got a talking to. They're like, no, you can't say oh that. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, it's it's that serious. Eh? Wow. 
Hey, it's 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 it falls under religious rights there in Montreal. You know, it's in uh, for a French Canadian. So uh, yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what's fun right now with the Sens and the Habs is that obviously they're they're going different directions, but we're seeing that intense. Like they kind of lose their minds no matter. Well, I don't think the the Sens lost their minds early this game. I think the Habs completely lost their minds. But we're always seeing one of the teams just completely go bonkers and it makes for really fun games mm -hmm. like it honestly like makes for you missed it charlie but the habs took about 17 penalties in a row in the first two periods like it was just like like it jack looks I, like i missed the good ones as far jack as I, dumb penalty goes. like dumb penalties you know what i mean so yeah it's um i i love it because all the fun games i've gone to in ottawa has been well toronto too and uh it's just because they play like junior teams and it's so fun Mm hmm. Just something about I think ever since those playoff series in the mid 2010s, just every time these two teams play, it's just always a spirited game, whether yeah. or not there's anything actually to play for in the standings, which this year, I mean, maybe who, who knows yet? Because uh, <laughs> Montreal, you know, off to, I would say, sort of a surprisingly good start and Ottawa more of a surprisingly bad start. Maybe Sens <laughs> fans have to hope that they're kind of changing directions in the standings, eh? Well, well, statistically, if I, if you allow me to get all nerdy on you, the Sens should be way higher in the standings. Like, like when you're looking at shot control, uh, scoring chance, expected goals, whereas the Habs should probably be bottom three. You know what I mean? So that, that should even out. But I, like, I mean, we're reaching the third point, Mark, you know, the a third of the season. I, I expect the Sens to turn around, but as you all know, there's not a lot of leeway. I, I'm almost worried that slow start is going to sink them. But uh, hey, they play the Habs three more times, so. <laughs> Maybe that will help us out, eh? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. No, but it, 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 it's, and also to get back to, oh, we were talking about Olivia and, and, and um, Oh, sorry. What's their names? Anna Melnick before the game. Just the fact that I know they want to sell the team, but the fact that they open up the coffers and, and they allowed, you know, Pierre Darion to do legitimate work, at least in my opinion, that's the big difference here. That's what I find so encouraging about this is that they actually have the money to work in here, you know. So so I, I believe it or not, I want the sense to do quite well because it's my hometown. And uh, I think they might be able to get over that rough start, but it's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it sure is an interesting point. You bring up about them uh, kind of opening the purse purse pockets, you know. Uh, that, that's got to give us a lot of confidence, eh, Charlie, going forward? Yeah, I mean, not to be like, you know, pat myself on the back too hard here. But when that happened, I was like, oh, they're selling the team before the end of the season. Like, mm. it was one of those things where I was like, oh, they're like bringing yep. in better players. And and with LeBreton kind of getting closer to, to being approved, right? So I was like, it's it just one of those things where you could kind of tell it was going to happen, but nice to try and sell a team that's in better shape, right? Like at least they, they clearly care, which is great. Well, and that's it, especially since they have the preferred bid, right? At, at Le Breton Flats, which I, I, again, I'm going to show my age here, but back in the day, that was like the original place where the senators wanted to go. And they were saying they, could, they can't, they couldn't build something heavy on there. And then they put the war museum, right? Like, like, right beside it. And the whole thing was to get what was the name of uh, the 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 first owner um, of Bruce Firestone? Was that it? Um, but it was essentially they made him pay for the highways, they made him buy land off the Shirelli's down 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 west. It was just the, you know, I, I, I criticize Eugene Melnick a lot. But for where he came in and, and worry about the team, it was already in a bad situation. You know, what I mean, like the city, is are the ones that really push the senators into a really bad situation so i'm glad like ottawa deserves to have an amazing fun downtown and uh you know j just coming out of other games like montreal you come out and they're boom you like you party your way into a bar <laughs> whereas obviously the sends you take what is it the 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 95 to get you know to get all yep, the way home so yep. once once that deals there and i'll be honest 
Charlie, I would have sold the team immediately too if I'm them too. Like they're going to get twice or three times the value of the team. So like that kind of ruins the whole sunshine and lollipops part of it. But uh, yeah. In the meantime, it's fun, and and they had to open up the purse coffers a little bit, and people are saying that's not them doing it. Yeah, they're the ones. Yes, there's a board governor, but the credit goes to Anna and Olivia Melnick, in my opinion. Yeah, that's the thing is because they could have just sort of sat around and you know waited for a sale, but instead they decided to invest in the product and make it more enticing for future buyers too, which is really awesome. And, and they're involved, right? Like mm-hmm. like we saw that like they're not afraid to kind of go out there and uh, you know it could be intimidating because again the average age of an owner in the NHL is about seven hundred and forty two years old, so you know um, like they're they're obviously the outsiders there, and I I just love seeing it. I'd love if they could keep the team, but. Let's be honest, Mode. You you would sell the team as well at this point, right? Yeah, definitely. For what the seven hundred or eight hundred million they'll get? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I forget think... what it was said that the team's worth. It was like what six hundred and change, and everyone kind of knew that's it's going to be higher than that with mm-hmm. how much interest. It's looking well, like a bidding war right now. Michael Anthauser, I believe, as he's the one who invested in the um, Canadians right off the bat. He was part of that conglomerate that bought it, and he invested twenty-eight million into the Canadians to get. Uh, 20% share, I believe, of the Canadians at the time. So, oh God. That, that, yeah. So, I believe the Canadians are valued about $2 billion and they'd sell for six. So, yeah, he's going to yeah. probably have to divest his shares in the Canadians. And he's actually, he's tried to buy the Senators before. Um, he owns the uh, Bulldogs right now. So, um, he might be in the lead right now. I know we're talking about uh, Ryan Reynolds, but like he doesn't have the money to do it, right? So, right now, I do believe it is. Um, Michael Anthauser, I'm destroying his name, but he should be probably the next owner. That's what I'm hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we need uh, we just need Ryan Reynolds in there, sort of as like a secondary mascot for us, right? Yeah, I, I think I think it's almost guaranteed now. Apparently, he met with Batman and the, I believe the Bailey groups, as well. Yeah. So it sounds like like whoever grabs the team, they're going to be like, all right, well, you have to give like five to ten percent to Ryan Reynolds, right? Like just like for the, like being awesome fee, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, like yeah. be cooler. But you know what's funny too? Because I mean, we talk about guys that are affable there's very few affable people in the in the in the in the you know entertainment world and he would fit so perfectly i know he's not from ottawa but he lived in vanier so and i lived in vanier as well so that means you're legit like if you went to riverside pizza and got one of those one or eastview pizza and got one of those one dollar like fold-up pizzas that means you are og ottawa you get to invest but it's a good time for new owners too because you're looking at guys like i don't know how pinto is a, a rookie but there's a nice little core there right to build upon Obviously, Giroud's not going to be there forever, but uh, I think if you're buying, it's also pretty attractive well as well because we saw it today. A lot of young guys are making a significant impact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that you bring up Shane Pinto. Uh, we definitely got to talk about his goal there tonight. That was just a beautiful shot. I'm feeling like he's really becoming a bit of a true sniper here with uh, that high goal total and low assist count. Yeah, he's, he's pitching. He's out there getting the Cy Young Award. Mm-hmm, um, Cy Young, yeah. how, how is he only getting into the league? How is he still a rookie? How, <laughs> it's blowing my mind right now. Like, <laughs> Oh, in, injury last year is yep. what did it. Shoulder okay. injury. Uh, okay. He played, what, five games? Or Something, was it a dozen games? I think it was between 10 and 20, but whatever keeps you under like the rookie limit, right? Yeah. Yeah, a, yeah I mean, under 20. It was 20, like basically. originally... Yeah, I think his first season he played five games, and then he mm-hmm. yeah played like a few. Well, he's not an octogenarian like um, the the winner like Michael Bunting. So at least like you know he's, he's in reasonable. He, you know right. if he makes a run for the Calder, it's legit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh it's funny we've seen Shane Pinto over parts of three different seasons now, but 
still a rookie and still still new to this lineup it was really awesome to see him step up with a huge goal uh setting the tone in this game with the opening yeah. goal especially because you know a lot of weight has been put on him uh with the the injuries at center to Stutzla and Norris like we were already talking about with the Norris injury how it's been kind of tough on Pinto having to move up in the lineup and figure out playing with uh new line mates but then with Stutzla out as well I think it was a good decision by DJ Smith to keep Pinto on that second line because even though I've been critical of that line before I did think they were a lot better in the last few games and uh they actually got a good uh, five on five goal tonight which that's where they've been struggling the most is those five on five goals are they where was Pinto playing beforehand was he uh so at the beginning of the season he was on the third line with Tyler Mott and Matthew Joseph who are actually both injured now too they, they weren't in this game at all either and Stutzla, so and Nor and when is Norris is coming back like soonish? Hopefully, do you and know Stutzla the, is coming back like early reports were saying like January, February. Mm -hmm. So like soonish, yeah. Like they, I, that's probably the right way to put it. I think okay. I saw that they were going to reevaluate his shoulder after Christmas, which who knows what reevaluate means? If it, it'll just probably be, I guess, another update at that point. But I mean, it's still pretty fun to look at this roster and think there's guys like Stutzla and, and Norris that would be making a significant impact, right? Like, I think when you look at what around teams around the league that have something to build on, but aren't too, too far to being decent. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I think the centers are kind of like that team that's on the cusp of really, you know, about to make that run. Even even with a rough start, I still think that um, they're, they're probably... I'm going to give him 50-50 in the playoffs. I don't know how you guys feel about that or how you all feel about that, but 50-50 feels about right right now, even though statistically it's going to be difficult. I think a lot will hinge on how we can survive until those centers are back. Like this short little stretch until Stutzla is back, like hopefully it's just a week, like they said. If we can keep winning during that with, with, uh, with him out, that would be huge. And then at that point, it's looking like a pretty good hot streak at that point. Right. Okay. I want to give a shout out to a, a, a death. Uh, I think there's a word I can't say. We're saying shout out to Robson. You get the benefit of fresh St. Albert cheese curds. And that is so, okay, I know I'm going back to Putin. Sorry, Charlie. Sorry, Mo. But that is so important. The fresh St. Albert. Because they have yeah. the Grand Bleu here in Montreal. And terrible St. Albert cheese forever. The good part is the most best. French it's people assume it's from Quebec. So, so you're like, yeah, yeah, St. Albert. Good to go. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he absolutely got it right. And we got... Uh, Oh, who else here? Dave, David's in here saying, yeah, you know, whether whether Melnick was to blame or not, I think everyone agrees, right? And I think you guys, the Sense fans would agree that Anna and Olivia were, were just some of the best things that happened here. So shout out to people in the chat right now. Mm -hmm. Shout out to everyone watching live tonight. And uh, just before we get back into more analysis of the game, I'd like to thank Putin, right? More Putin? Tonight. Yeah, before oh, we get back into more Putin. I want to talk about cheese curds for real. Now, now I really want a Putin. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to grab one tomorrow or something. Also, like, fuck the both of you for bringing up Putin when I'm back in England. Oh my god, now, day one, day one. You, you can get like a, a oh man, no, you can't because you need structural integrity on the fries. You need a really thick gravy, kind of like a blizzard where you flip it over and like the gravy right? stays there. And yeah. you need, you need them good curds. So yeah, you're yeah, gonna it's get just not, cheese. It's just not and, possible over here. It's not mm. happening. You'll have to no. like pick up. I don't know what cheese curd availability is like in england but if you could like <laughs> get the ingredients yourself and make some sort of homemade poutine or something maybe it's just never as good though like mm, no. yeah. you need the stink of dirty grease that that hasn't been changed in like yeah. three days you know that's mm, that's where you yeah. get the good stuff i've seen i've seen like you know like poutine served in london and it's grated cheese and it's just oh it's, god no. it's like thanks for trying but you've insulted yeah, my i appreciate the effort so. <laughs> yeah. all right so 
To thank our sponsor, Sports Interaction. You think you know which way it's going to go? Make your bet with Sports Interaction. Whether it's the World Cup, which has the final coming up, hockey, football, or basketball, Sports Interaction has you covered. Bet pre-game, live in play, or on one of our many prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Join now and see all that sports betting has to offer. Want to bet? Head to sportsinteraction.com sdpn. That's sportsinteraction.com sdpn. 19 plus, please play responsibly. Now, unless you guys just, have anything I just more to say about Putin. Do you know what that says right there? My oh, glass? What is that? Can, can you see that? Does Dooley's still exist in Ottawa? Hmm. The, the I don't know, place? actually. Do you remember Dooley's? Okay, okay. I might be too maybe, young for maybe, that. Maybe I'm too no. You know what it is, mode. I'm way too old. Like, like, because like, the, the Dooley's used to be beside the McDonald's where there was a caboose. You could bring. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm way too old for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, I just, I do want to just quickly put it, uh, mention that anyone in Ottawa or the Ottawa area, 100%, go to Saint Abel for for some cheese curds, mm-hmm. like. Because my dad, my dad grew up uh, in Alexandria. I don't know if either of you have ever yeah. been to Alexandria, but like on the way. So like as a kid driving there with my dad to go visit family, always stop for cheese, specifically always get cheese curds and yeah. a bottle of Coke, but like in the glass bottle, that's, that's the must. You have to oh, get the glass so much bottle better. of Coke. Yeah. And you got to have the, scientifically, it's called the squeak, squeak, the quick, quick in, you yeah. know, when you eat it. That's it's yeah. science. Yeah. It's got to squeak. <laughs> it's got to be warm when you yeah. buy it. Welcome to the Putin Podcast, featuring yes. Charlie and Maude. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, back to the game. One thing that I really wanted to talk about tonight was the Senators' power play. I have to give them full credit because I remember doing a show, uh, I think, near the start of November. I think it was against the Islanders, and the Sens had, I think, I think they went one for seven on the power play. And that one power play goal was uh, like a really quick five on three. And I spent like my whole show just complaining about how the power play wasn't working at all yet. But I have to give them full credit that they seem to have figured things out here, especially like that top unit is kind of just playing all of the power play ice time, partially, I think, due to the injuries. But they they are really working it around out there and, and managing to get results, too. Good puck movement. What I noticed tonight was they were getting Montabo moving, right? And a vulnerable goalie, you know, a moving goalie is a vulnerable goalie. So now I will say we're... To the warning even though the canadians actually have a pretty high pk they it's it's pure goalie so mm. i wouldn't base a lot of the success on you know what they saw against the canadians but what i did see was something that will work against almost any team it's just that quick buck movement but not necessarily predictable i always like to see controlled chaos in the power play right so enough to make it difficult to anticipate but um enough so that your 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 teammates can react to what's happening i think we saw a lot of that from the ottawa senators tonight just just fantastic cross ice puck movement through the royal road and that's when you get that goalie moving oh man goals mm-hmm. will come so yeah that was uh, that was fun to watch yeah th- i was going to ask you about uh what you said about the penalty kill actually for the habs was uh if if there was the element of the Habs penalty kill, you know, making the power play look good, like how has the Habs penalty kill been overall this year? Like have, you said they have a pretty high ranking, right? Yeah, I think they're 10th right now. They're at about 80% now. It's it's all like, a lot of that was the beginning of the year because Jake Allen and Montabo had like a 100% save percentage on the penalty kill. And everyone's like, wow, David Saval's <laughs> blocking like 14 shots a game. That's amazing. And it's like, <laughs> like uh-oh, you know, if, if you're your main guys are blocking that many shots in the power play. It's because you're allowing the most shots in the league. And turns out, I haven't checked in a while, but it was Tampa was the worst and then Ottawa right behind, or Montreal right behind. So they do allow a ton of high uh, chances. They don't allow a ton of high quality chances. So the fact that the Sens actually got into those high danger zones, I think that was really good. At the end, 
I, I thought it was actually really bad positioning by Jack Eye, but just the movement where um, Kachuk was in front and they were going, they were basically doing like the dog leg to come back in front and shuffle it back to Kachuk. Um, I thought that was really, you know, quick, smart, you know, movement. And um, despite Jack Eye being out of position, uh, you know, that's the kind of stuff that'll get you power play goals. But I haven't been following. What 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 are they at right now? Are the Sens is the Sens power play half decent or? Yeah. Uh, do you have the stats, Charlie? Uh, I, I did them I'm earlier looking for it right now, actually, and I don't know if this, I did them in my game updated. preview. I um, think they were ranked sixth right now. I think that's yeah, what okay. Yeah, they're okay. at twenty-seven percent. Um, what? And they've been on fire lately, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, Which is yeah. wild Huge because hostage. it was so bad to start the first yeah. ten games or so. But on the flip side of that, the PK was also weirdly phenomenal for the first ten games, mm-hmm. and then like as the PK fell off and the power play like has shot up. Hey, I'm getting called out by some of my Montreal people from Claire. She's saying that I'm dissing Montreal. Oh my that, God. Th- Claire, you never saw this. You did not see it. And thank you to Mr. The New Guy because confirmed that Dooley's was a place. So we're, we're both old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fellow old. Yeah, for, for, for what it's worth for the Montreal crowd, uh, one of the best uh, Putin I ever had was um, I was in old Montreal a couple years ago, like right by like, Right by like the water, and mm-hmm. I had the most Montreal thing of all time, which was is it duck coffee uh, puts in or something. It was close. You're not far off. It was uh, it was smoked meat the puts smoked in, meat, of course. and oh. it was fucking phenomenal. That yeah, said, absolutely. I will probably like. I mean, I can only really vouch for Ottawa puts in just because that's the most of what I've had naturally. <laughs> um, and I mean, like as basic as it is, it's tough to go wrong with smokes, really. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? I actually have a thing about anything that calls themselves a poutinerie. I just like, cause I, I think poutine should be eight bucks, no matter what. Like, they should be right. like, you know, okay, I'm out. I know I'm going back to the poutine, and I'm so it's sorry. Okay, it's okay. It. <laughs> but just like the sense power play, a good poutine can really put you in your place. Uh, no, but seriously, <laughs> to go back to it, and, and the sense running at this with the Norris play on the power play last year. Yeah, was he was actually. Yeah probably the biggest part of the power play last season because we would just be setting him up for one-timers so, like that was pretty oh. much our only strategy on the oh it was play. the suzuki to caulfield move okay, exactly yeah, yeah. just on the other side yeah same thing okay well then it's still pretty darn impressive mm-hmm. that you know it's working at this efficiency without some of their heavy hitters and you know and stutzel stutzlo is also or was he second unit or he's he first was unit? first unit and then they put Giroux on there today Okay, well, there you go. So without some of those guys, I think it is pretty impressive. And, and I mean, that's what you need to float you when things go wrong injury-wise, right? Is your power play. You can count on it. So I think that's, uh, you know, really good news mm-hmm. for, for the yeah. Ottawa Senators. Especially with that with that offseason that the Sens had, adding so many of those offensive tools. Um, the Sens, much like the uh, menu at the Great Canadian Poutinery, have a whole bunch of options, almost too many options. So it's tough to just put together those two, those two power play lines. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna be like they were grading me just like the cheese that I had on my pizza in there. In one, like, <laughs> oh yes, yes, Albert. Uh, you know, I remember he was a good guy, just like that city. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, but at the beginning of the season, there it was almost uh, like you mentioned about the options. It almost felt like maybe they had too many options, and it's like some guys are gonna be stuck on the second unit, or how do you mm-hmm. get the time split evenly between uh, both units? So almost. It's almost kind of funny that as these injuries happen, then the first unit really starts clicking where they're kind of the only options because they don't really want to be sending out like those other guys who are on the second unit anyway tonight. Yep. Like it's just a mishmash of players at this point on the second unit. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, like when Stutzel is back, he'll just slide right back in and they move Giroud to the second unit. But when Norris is back, that's going to be really interesting to see how uh, they manage if they can manage to fit everyone in. 
Well, I'll well, probably and, do it. You're not gonna see like the, the, you know when you were saying getting get it to Norris that was the only move. Let me guess, it wasn't very it wasn't working very well, right? Like in terms of efficiency, or did it actually work out well when it was just get it to Norris? It was pretty good. It was just kind of okay. like a case of his shot was so good that eventually he was just going to beat the goalie at some Okay, point. he was caulfielding it. Okay, yeah, okay. But yeah. that's that's not sustainable, right? Mm -hmm. Like just counting on pure talent. So I love sometimes when these guys get pulled out just because you can actually see, you know, it forces you to to, to come up with different options. So I'm, I'm a big fan of that. Mm -hmm. oh, I'm kind of interested to look it up now, like what his goals were five on five versus power play. Because right. Last year, Norris had 35 goals in 66 games, and I'm actually now I don't know what the, what the split on that is. I wonder if you guys want to fill airtime. I'll try to speed run the NHL.com stats page and find it. I was gonna do that, but oh, see, yeah, okay. So, and we're yeah, getting I'll, our stats I'll, here. I'll ask for, Mark for, right now. Actually, yeah, what do you think Josh Norris's favorite Putin is? <laughs> oh, I don't know, but it's it's not as good as uh, Nick Suzuki's favorite Putin. Okay, um, so <laughs> uh, Hamza Judas says uh, it's 27 percent was the power play, yeah, and 78 was the penalty kill for that so all right yeah that's uh it's still pretty darn good 27 percent running on that now i'd love to cross-reference that with the high danger chances like is a lot of that shooting percentage but also this whole thing about shooting percentage a lot of people be like oh that's not sustainable well, yeah you know what some guys do shoot at 20 percent. like some guys are just better not suzuki score on every four shot better but you know i don't necessarily consider high shooting percentage as unsustainable so um oh oh my brother andrew told me about you in your stream hey how's it going talisman tate and also robert's here hey and we oh, also yeah. have arman hey we got we got all the heavy we hitters they're leaving here. andrew awesome awesome <laughs> I got the uh, the Norris stats here. It, his goal total was 36, and 16 of them are on the power play. So that's that almost <laughs> almost half. That's like you're running at like 47%. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and, and you mentioned about the shooting percentage. He shot 20% last year, which I think was the main talking point that everyone brought up uh, when he signed high. his extension, is that it's really high. Yeah. Okay, but I, and I get that, but you know, there's a reason some more cerebral players, for example, I'm going to go back to Suzuki here because it's what I know. They are picking their shots as well, right? Like this is not there. It, it's it's it, I don't want to say it's reverse gaming, but they're not out there throwing away. They're not Gallaghering it or, or kachucking it by putting a thousand shots on net, right? Like they are picking their shots wing for high danger areas. So there's something to be said about you know taking better shots overall and uh you know obviously we've seen norris and just having that high quality shot so uh, yeah of course the numbers are going to regress at some point but you know i wouldn't worry too too much uh, what's the reaction right now in ottawa about that extension because at the time i thought hey pretty rich but then i saw his stats i'm like okay like pretty darn good that's about the value mm -hmm. what do you think charlie what, what have you seen people say I think as far as the eight by eights go i think the general consensus was everyone likes Stutzler's deal a little bit more than Norris. What was that, like, seven and a half or something? Or? Stutzler's also like an eight by eight I think they're almost ballpark. Like not quite it feels like that's the, the like the new good young guy contract. Like, here, take yeah. an eight-eight. So, you know, that's what Coffee will do. Pardon me? Suzuki was basically eight times. Eight yeah, he was a seven, seven, three, seven, whatever. It was the highest paid ever. But Caulfield's going to get eight, eight, probably most yeah. likely coming up yeah. soon. And, and Shabbat's extension was an eight by eight as well a few years yeah, back. And I mean, so. Dallas would have wanted to sign Jason Robertson to an 8-8, but they were hard-headed about it. And you know, yeah. that's what I love is seeing these big contracts and everyone's like, oh no, this isn't great. Yeah, you know what? This is the smart way to invest because it's better than spending, well, it's better than Vancouver Canucking it there. You know what I mean? Like spending all your money on, I don't know who's on, is Jay Beagle still on Vancouver's roster? I feel like Jay Beagle's still on Vancouver's roster. Was but, Jay Beagle uh, part of the OEL trade? I think he was. 
But okay. his contract well, oh, might be oh. sitting in Arizona still. It might well, still well be there going. you go. OEL yeah. is another example because like that, mm-hmm. yeah. it was a little bit more, a little bit better. But you know, so it's so much better to. I think it's a wiser gamble to 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 maybe waste a little on a younger player rather than you know and and it's a real thing in the NHL right now. Players and agents are upset and they're saying you know old guys are getting squeezed out. But I feel like the NHL is so far behind other leagues in, in getting their new young talent. Like NFL, he gets drafted and 12 minutes later he's in the starting O line. You know what I mean? Like hockey, it's okay. You could go play for Frölunda for seven years and we're gonna see how it goes. So and a lot of those guys that are playing in Frölunda are already better. So I love seeing guys like Norris and uh, and uh, Stutzla get get their worth because that's a smart smart investment and and it's it's what fans want to see, right? That's what gets fans excited and in the seats. Mm-hmm. Speaking of uh, draft picks kind of getting thrown in right away, what's the vibe around Slavkovsky in Montreal? I- I've been kind of curious about this. It's weird. Like, yeah. y- you know, you know, I'll give this to house fans because I heard once in a while house fans can be a little erratic. I, I mean, like <laughs> a little emotional, you know, a little intense. But um, I think this is the difference between Kent Hughes and Marc Bergevin is Kent Hughes set the bar like as low as possible. So like when Bergevin ran Drouin, he wanted to kill you know, two birds with one French Canadian stone. He's like, he's going to be great. And he's going to be our French Canadian savior. He's going to be a center. When Slavkovsky came in, they're like, listen, we're not actually picking the best player today. And we know that, but we think we can build him into a better player. And they've taken a slow approach, very slow approach, but they've actually like his underlying numbers have been gotten better. It's way too slow of an approach though. Cause let's be honest, playing 10 minutes a night with Michael Pazetta, Michael, if you're watching this, love you, bud, but he, it's not the best way to score. However, now that he's playing in the top six, we're seeing a little bit better. Like we're seeing him tonight. Who was it? A Sens player had him lined up to like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Watson was running. Out. <laughs> Watson was going to bring him to La La Land. And that's the type of improvement you're seeing with Slavkovsky is that one of his big things was he, he gets he gets lit up. It's true. Hmm. But he tends to improve on these things. Like that was actually one of the lingering issues with he, he still is getting lit up. But then we saw today he was practicing with his coach, like basically keep your head up and then you know, he dodged going to going to see Mr. Sandman on that move. So we're seeing constant improvement. I, 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 I see raw talent there, but it's it's the computer that's not quite there. Right. Like it's it's all about processing things quickly. So um, it's it's a lot like the process, especially when you're Habs first round pick. Like I remember at one point after the draft, five days later, I met him and he's just like he had that that look in his eyes like he had been at sea for 100 years you know he's like is this how it's gonna be all the time like yeah man like welcome to your life so it's a lot to take in um expectations have actually been kept reasonable so fans aren't that upset some wanted him at the world juniors some wanted him in laval some of them are happy in montreal so there's no consensus and i think in the long run taking the slow steady approach like the slow cooker move you know low and slow let the beat go that's that's what's working for him. And um, ever since he's been in the top six, he's actually been playing much, much better. So, so far, like I'm proud of Habs fans for not losing their minds. It's been pretty good. That's good to hear. Not that I'm exactly cheering for the Habs in any capacity, but I do <laughs> I do have to say, I hope he turns out better for you guys than uh, Kakaniemi did. I have to, I have well, to say that. <laughs> that's the reason every time today, someone I brought up the whole... Oh, it's okay. He's not going to Slovakia, you know, because he's he's getting better now and he's getting better mitts. And then someone literally found a tweet from me that I said the exact same thing about Kotkaniemi, like word for word. <laughs> and then, you know, like <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, whoops. But uh, I I do think Slavkovsky is probably a little more suited to deal with pressure. And I'm not insulting Kotkaniemi. He just he didn't like the pressure. He and that's fine. You're allowed not to like pressure. You're absolutely allowed. But Kotkaniemi 
um, Sapkowski is built a little bit better for the market. If, if, and I'm again, not trying to insult Kukin Yamani. Mm -hmm. All right. And uh, that is where we're going to have to leave it tonight. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, Mark. Yeah, on Putin talk, we'll, uh, we're going <laughs> to... Yeah, maybe we'll have to have you uh, back on for some more Putin uh, discussion yeah. in the future. Live from Fritomania on, on St. Joseph Boulevard. Yeah, absolutely. By the way, I'm not joking. <laughs> Go there and tip well. He'll give you... Oh, man, I'm going right now. That's where I'm going right now. We need right. drone delivery for Putin, right? Oh, my yeah. God. Anyways, yeah. Oh, I would use that way too much. <laughs> we could get a Putin to Charlie, like like a... Like a <laughs> yeah, you guys send one. Yeah, Please. yeah. What do you the Concord drone? Yeah, we got it. Yeah, this is so funny because literally today at the airport, I just posted an Instagram story, and my Instagram story said, uh, "I regret not getting about a dozen more Putin than I did while I was at home." So yeah. to go yeah. from that to now talking about it, it's. Uh, uh, I, might, I might order some right now. Model order some right now, and you yeah, can get some fish and chips. It's pretty <laughs> you guys can you guys can send me some photos. I need I need some photos from both of you. I'll like, taunt you with some Putin pictures. Yeah, not safe for not safe for work. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna right. be. Oh, I and can't. I can't deal with it. <laughs> just before we go, I also want to shout out the SDPN merch that we all have here. And oh, we're matching. It, it can oh, be a little hard to see nice. on camera sometimes, but hell yeah, oh, we're I might, matching. Yeah. Oh, to do. yeah. So SDPN.ca for that merch if you want to get some of your own. We got lots going on there, and uh, that'll do it for tonight. Uh, me and Charlie will be back on Saturday afternoon, right for the for the game against Minnesota early game, eh? Yeah, I think that's a one p.m. start. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So. Thank you everyone for watching. Leave a like if you enjoyed, subscribe to SDPN and share the show around to your friends. Have a good night, everyone. Happy Putin. Game over! Powered by Sports Interaction, Canada Sportsbook.